Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. What's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. I want to thank everybody who've been showing love, who've been sharing, who've been subscribing, who's supporting, those who watch live, those who watch afterwards. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, big shout out to my man Dwayne Taylor. Wode did your thing, boy. Uh, at the soundboard, now you four and oh. We was had a great time. Me, and my whole family, we showed up and showed out for you, bro. You did your thing. Another victory, first round. You know what I'm saying? Knockout, my man. Uh, you know, congratulations on all your success, bro. And uh, you know, you know, shout out to everybody, man. You know, I know everybody's feeling good. The sun been out. You know, the weather's getting good. You know, everybody's out there having fun, soaking up. Up the sun i don't see everybody sunburnt and everything you know but i love it man can't wait to hit the beaches you know me and my family we recently went to frankenmuth for the weekend that's like my favorite place to go you know what i'm saying it's you know nice little place to just you know uh go with the family and just get away from everything so if you haven't been there you should go there splash village if you can stay there but they got a bunch of different hotels out there um so today we got a special guest today uh this is a good brother creative brother productive brother he got a lot going on, got a lot to share, we got a lot to talk about, and uh, I'm going to introduce my man, Diego Cruz. What's, What's up, boy? What up? What up? What up? My what up? man, my man. What up? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it big time, man. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it, bro. I appreciate you accepting my invite, you know what I'm saying, and coming and, and you know, building with me. And so I, I met Diego Cruz, and I knew of him for some years now through Emilio Cuevas. And uh, it, it's just crazy how, you know, the stars line up and how we get connected with people. You know, Emilio's with Bunky. I was Bunky's with his brother, you know, in prison. Then I found out about Emilio. Then I learned about you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I said, he used to shoot us, uh, send us pictures from all the video shoots that you guys used to do in and out of state you know what i mean so uh you know it was an honor for me to you know finally get to meet you and now have you here on my podcast hey that's how the world works man for sure yeah Emilio's <laughs> a homie man like uh i remember him reaching out to me and i was like man it's like he reminded me I, I tell him all the time like you remind me a lot of myself when i was like you know when i was younger and shit so i was like i gotta i gotta you know work with him and we gotta like it was it, it's dope he's good he's a he it was like a it was like a little homie that became a real good friend. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Like I can call him just to, just to kick it on some normal shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I fuck with him heavy. You know what I mean? And you know what? It's the best. Like you said. Like you've seen so much of him in you. And I got a little homie named Javi, and I see myself in him so much. Shout out to my boy Javi, man. And uh, I just I'm like, man, he's like me all over again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like so that, you know? I like I like to pour into him. I like to invest into no, him because sure. oh, yeah. you know I just don't want him. To go down the road that I went through, you know right, what right. I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, I, I I didn't go down no crazy road when I was younger, mm. but I also thought about like, man, I didn't have nobody like me when I was, you know, trying to do this when I first started doing this. So I'm like, you know, why 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 would I make it hard for him? I can just teach him whatever I, you know, he wants to learn and mm -hmm. everything else. And yeah, man, he's like a little sponge. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he, he 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 picked up on a lot of stuff fast. He was down to do whatever. He helped me put like a. Like when we uh, we brought T Grizzly here, he helped me put some of that stuff, uh, some of the video together too. So it was just like he was always an asset, no matter what we were doing, you know. Oh yeah, no doubt, man. And and it's it's nice when you got 
you can build with the person oh, yeah, and, for sure. Hell yeah. and uh, you know, invest in that person. And, you know, and, and that's great that you're a mentor and you're willing to share the knowledge with somebody because it's a lot of brothers out there that got skills that have knowledge and they keep it to themselves. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like whatever is mine is not just for me. You know, I, it's all about reproducing that, you know? I, I mean, yeah. Cause you got to think about it. Like, man, we, we live in an age where you could just click on the internet and you have tons of videos just showing yourself. So why am I going to hoard my knowledge or what I know to somebody just because I feel like people do that. People that do that are fearful mm -hmm. of like somebody taking their spot. It's like, I mean, <laughs> definitely. I, I, I don't ever have that fear because one, I'm always, I'm very open-minded and I want to learn, but I also want more people from where I grew up to have the, the, um, I guess the resources to build and grow and, and I'm like, man, why not have Southwest on the map for more than one thing? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And plus, he does music and all the other shit. Too, and he so does like, well for himself. Yeah, and, yeah, and his music is really good. Exactly, I'm like, damn, yeah. he's really live. I see him in California. See, you see what I'm saying? He was out there in Cali working. And I'm like, damn, I'm hearing his music. Like, bro, that shit sound like radio radio play to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. I hope. I hope the right ear catches it, hears it. And, you know, we get to hear his music one day on there, man. Probably but, more. I would say we're going we're gonna to hear that soon. Ain't yeah, no doubt, sure, man. Yeah. I, and I love the diversity in skills, you know. It's like you learn one thing and now you're passing and mm -hmm. graduating from that and learning something else. I mean, he, I mean, he taught me a lot of things, too, like the whole YouTube stuff. And I'm like, damn, I never really, you know, he's really good with that. So I never really, like, thought about that doing that until I started, like, hanging out with him and working with him. I'm like, damn, I don't know why I'm not doing this, too. You know what I'm saying? So it was like he taught me a lot of stuff like that. So it was a very lucrative, like, friendship. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I said, so they, like... I could hit him up and just kicking on some normal shit. You know what I'm saying? I was so geeked because um, he was there filming uh, Dwayne Taylor as he was coming in, like oh, the yeah, whole yeah, boxing, yeah. the whole fight, everything. And I was like, man, I just loved seeing, you know, our brothers, our people from our community. He actually connected me with Dwayne recently. Did he? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, um, my a buddy of mine has a fashion line that I'm helping him do the video for. And uh, we we thought about putting a boxer. And me, I'm always like, who's from Southwest? Who can you know? Who can we put in here that's from Southwest? Like, so we had a, actually a few different people from Southwest. You got a breakdancer in there. We got a few, and most of it is shot in Southwest. So I'm like, man, um, I'm always trying to see because I feel like Southwest out of Detroit has the most like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, diverse, like you know, diversity. You know what I mean? We we have everybody. Do you work like, with any of the guys from the Motor City uh, Street Dance Academy? No, but I do know them. Like Mav, I know Mav. And yeah, all, yeah, yeah. He was the one that connected me with the kid to put him in the video. Okay. So, you know, I yeah. mean, I, I haven't worked with them directly, but I know them. I'm cool with them. You know, I try to be cool with everybody, man. Like, yeah, it, it, it's dope because they come up to the DHDC. They play music. They do, like, uh, dance classes yeah. with the youth. So, you know, shout out to them doing their thing, man. Much love to you guys for donating your time to the kids, you know. Mm -hmm. But I love the talent, though, that we have. And that's why I'm, like, I'm so determined. I've been talking to Brian. Shout out to Brian Ruiz, my engineer. Near. You know, I got the first shirt off the press, you know what I'm saying? Legal Aliens Podcast, you know. Uh much love to Urban Graphics. Natalie's always putting it together for us. Um but yeah, bro, I just love the talent that we have. And I was telling Brian Ruiz, I'm like, bro, like we I I my big idea is to have a talent, like a talent show at like uh the Senate Theater. You know what oh, I'm saying? Dope, yeah. And have everybody involved from, well, you know, photographers to videographers to dancers to singers to rappers to artists to they everybody. Do have something like that, um, called Southwest Fest. Okay, yeah, I yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So they did I think the first one was last year. 
uh, I believe. And it was so dope. I had a blast yeah, there, so, bro. Um, I know they focus mainly probably on music and, and, and painters and stuff, but yeah, it would be dope to include like videos and like short films from people that come from Southwest. That'd be dope. Absolutely, I should bro. tell that to the Gabriel. Mexican and me with Gabriel about that. About Not about Southwest Fest, but about some other stuff. I should just like... I want to get like, Gabriel Duran out here. I was hey, just right. hollering at Brian. I was like, bro, you know, reach out to him for me. I yeah, want to get him yeah. on here. He's super Hopefully he'll perform. Man. I watched him do the halftime show at, at the uh, Pistons game and... Uh, you know, he's doing his thing, man. Yeah, man. And I applaud, you know, everybody doing their thing. I, I just, and, and the reason I'm so like, um, you know, so, so surprised by it is just because when I, me growing up in the, in the eighties and nineties, mm -hmm. bro, like, you know, our activities were not productive. They were not positive. You know what I'm saying? We right, were selling yeah. drugs, gangbanging, all that. And so now I see that all those barriers are broken and bridges are being built within the community, you mm -hmm. know, for the people, by the people. And, you know, everybody's talent is coinciding with each other. Right. You know what I mean? And I just, I've never been around so many talented people and and especially my people like because we always had that stigma on us like people from our community were like losers we were all just gangbangers drug dealers domestic violence and all that right. so when i come home and and i see like it's been damn near 20 years and everybody is like thriving doing good progressing growing learning i was like oh man i love it like i dove head first into it i wanted to just be a part of it you know and i, I feel like the I mean, social media probably helped that dynamic a lot because you got to think about it before when people were doing music, it's like it was like a lottery ticket. It's still kind of like a lottery type of thing. Like mm -hmm. you get you, you'll get lucky if you get signed. But now with the Internet, it's like you have access to everybody. You know what I mean? All you got to do is really put the footwork in and just mm -hmm. stay consistent. And eventually people are like, oh, who's this? Who's this? And you can reach people from all over the place, not just your own neighborhood, but literally from every part of the world you know what yeah I mean? i've i know people that aren't big in their own neighborhood but they'll do shows like overseas i'm like yo what the hell but because mm -hmm. sometimes just the internet gives you that access it's like we i think that's such a like a blessing that people sometimes overlook that yeah it's a lot of bullshit on the internet obviously mm -hmm. but it's like a powerful tool for sure and, like and it's just like anything in real life bro you know you fill your mind with what you want you can go on the internet and look up some positive stuff mm -hmm. and some productive stuff or you can go on there and go find some bullshit right. you know what I'm saying and it's the same thing walking down the street and going anywhere in the neighborhood I know where I can go hang out and be cool and I know where I can go hang out and get into something no 100% you know I mean? yeah, hell yeah you know, so yeah, I mean, techno technology is crazy. Like you, you have kids that are filming videos and movies on their on their phones. Kids, I'm talking about children. I'm talking about five, six, seven years and old. And, and they'll be like super creative. So I'm like, damn, I'm like what the hell? You know, when I, <laughs> I always hated it when I used to like when I was learning how to do all this. And I look up a tutorial, and it's like a little ten-year-old explaining this shit to me. Like, Damn, how the hell does this little motherfucker know how to do this shit? And it's like, but it, you'll, you'll, I'm sitting there listening to whatever the hell he's saying. He's figuring it out. He figured it out, and just you know, sharing his knowledge and shit. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, like, but it's crazy because technology has definitely given, given, I guess, people the upper hand to do a lot of, especially creatives to do, to do a lot of stuff that it was harder for them to do ten years ago. You mm -hmm. know what I mean, like ten years ago, I wouldn't. It would be harder for me to be who I am if it wasn't for, like, social media and shit, for sure. Yeah. It's just so crazy because, like, you know, I missed out on 17 years of technology's, you know, evolution. And for me, when I came home, like, I was literally 
like intimidated by technology, you know. Right. And then once I got a job, they gave me a laptop. I was afraid to push buttons because I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to push the wrong thing. I'm going to erase something right, or I'm right. going to go somewhere I don't want to go and I don't know how to get back. And like, I was really like very intimidated by technology. Like, and I've been home for uh, three years now. Uh, May 7th was three years for me. And, um, I still don't explore, but I have, I'm doing a lot better than I was no, then. No, for sure. Hell yeah. No, I mean, and I mean, I grew up in that, like the transition where it was like kind of like the analog to digital and I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, like I got to see the, the inception of all that shit, the, the birth mm -hmm. of it. I'm like, man, that was dope. It was dope to me because it was just like, you know, I still appreciate like classic films that are on like cassettes. I got VHSs at home still, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got Terminator for sure. I know I got Terminator for sure. But um, sometimes you, I just want to, like, listen to a CD. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you tell a kid a CD, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's just stuff like that. You kind of, like, like damn, like, we move. We have everything literally at the at, at the palm of our hands right now. You know no I mean? doubt, bro. Which is kind of crazy to think about that. And, and that's what I was thinking. Like, we really don't have to go anywhere to find anybody <laughs> because we are very self-sufficient, mm -hmm. bro. We have everything, everybody from producers to directors to videographers to photographers to everything, everything bro. Yeah. But it's like... How do we grow? How do we move past where we're at? Like, do we have to come together collectively? Do we have to put our money together? Do we, what is it that we have to do so that we can all be successful? I mean, we're successful in our trade, but economically successful as well. And to be able to break down the barriers and build the bridges, like you said, to other places, you right. know, around the world. And that was my favorite model that I heard in prison is the world is at the tip of your fingers. And I was like, how amazing is that? Yeah. And it, I really realized it when I actually got home and I was having Zoom meetings, you know, with right. people from all over the states. Right. And, and uh, you know, I got friends in Cambodia, Mexico, a little bit of uh, Albania. I'm like, wow, like I'm sitting here like talking to these guys <laughs> and, and they're in a whole nother right. country. You right. know what I mean? Know, so crazy. it was definitely awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, as far as, far as like coming together, um, I think doing stuff like like when they do southwest fest and doing like more like festivals but in the community just having the community come out and i think the cool thing about stuff like southwest fest that makes it easy is like it's free you mm -hmm. know what i mean it's just like so people aren't so intimidated to like to pay for something they, they could just go and enjoy it and, and stuff like that so i feel like when 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 we're able just to come together and be in one space mm -hmm. and do more stuff like that then that's when we're going to be pushing forward and because a lot of times it's hard you know, or you know, there's always gonna be those people that don't want to support or whatever, or they just think like, oh man, like, whatever. You know what I mean? But I think now a lot of people just see the potential that you know the the youth has. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the potential that we can we can all like as a one as one community can do. You know, I mean, shoot, people have shut down corporations on the internet because they you know they boycott them. You know what, mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like. You could do anything. Just yeah, our voices together. are definitely powerful. Oh, yeah, for this sure. new generation, I have so much respect and admiration for them, bro. Man. You know what I'm saying? Because they have literally broken down the 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 barriers between people. Like when I came home, it was like a whole new world, bro. Yeah, you know, because you know back then society had different standards and expectations, and now it's like. Be who you are. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Be the best you that you can be, the best version of you. And it's definitely more accepting for sure. You know what I mean? So it's like I grew up in the, you know, like the nineties and shit where it's like you could say certain things that you probably can't say now, but you know, 
you don't think about like, damn, you really, when you say those things, you were probably really like getting to somebody's feelings or something like that. And now it's like people are more like upset, upset, accepting of the fact that somebody might be uh, a different uh, orientation than somebody else and whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like you could be you. Like you said, like it's okay to be you. And I think a lot of people back then were afraid to do that. So they, you know, they were somebody else and they, and now they're like, oh, I could be this person. But it's never too late to do shit because I feel like even, even me, like I'm, I'm like the older, I'm, I'm older than a lot of guys that are doing the same shit I'm doing, but I'm still making my mark. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I'm still doing my shit. I'm still doing. Oh, you're you a know? household name for sure, bro. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's just it was, crazy because people are actually like recreating themselves, even like with the anime things. Mm-hmm. Like people are turning themselves into cartoons. Yeah, you know for what sure. I mean, yeah. and it's that's being really creative. Mm-hmm. You know, and like. Like, I was tripping. I'm, like, in malls and stores and grocery stores and things like that. And I'm seeing people in, like, pajamas and just, like, looking like a cartoon. But they look <laughs> so comfortable in their own skin. Like, oh, yeah. I'm just being myself. You know what I'm you saying? Ever, and I, res- uh... I respect it no matter how wild you think it looks or it is or may be or whatever. But you ever you're watch, like, you know uh... what? They're comfortable. You ever watch, like, old 80s films and they always talk about the future and they always show people wearing crazy ridiculous outfits mm-hmm. i've been looking at stuff now i'm like damn we're li- literally like yeah we're seeing how like people used to dress in those like cyberpunk type of shit you know what i mean they're just very expressive and very colorful and and mm-hmm. I, I, I i mess with it i mean it's not not all of it's for me but when i see it, i'm like i can i can i can i can like yo this is appreciate dope. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah i can yeah, very yeah, much no appreciate doubt. it you know what I mean? I like I like I like seeing that type of shit. I like man, that's and you could just talk to that person and they're just like, hey, what's up? Da, 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 da. They're not weird or nothing like that. They're just normal ass people. You know I've I mean? always been more open minded than most people that I came up with. You know right. what I'm saying? I've always had friends that, you know, where they were goth or they were punk or they were you know just into different things and. Mm-hmm. I thought they were they were still good people, you know, yeah. and 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 stuff like that. But some people be like, "Hey, man, that's not our crowd. That's not you know." And I hate that shit. I, I'm know? a people person. Right. I'm a humanitarian. I respect all people. I treat everybody with dignity. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and that's I feel good living like that. You I know? think I think a lot of people are just scared of change, you know. Mm-hmm. So and, or something that's different. I always I always, you know, I always notice that with certain with certain like. Now, I, wanna, I don't want to say older, but just certain people, even people that are younger than me are just are still like that. I'm like, bro, like, they're mm. being themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't like anything forced on me. I've never liked anything forced on me, but the way I get around that is just learning to, you know, accept things as they are. You yeah, yeah, I mean? I mean, like... Whether uh, I agree or disagree, I'm not here to judge or discriminate or sure. anything, you know what I'm saying? You know, oh, yeah. to each I mean, your own, you know? I always hear out what... I'm big on like listening to what you gotta say. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, all right, cool. I don't agree with it, but hey, man, that's this. That's just me. You still live. It's not. It ain't gonna change. It's like the saying, "What you eat don't make me shit." You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's just like yeah. you do you. I'm gonna do me. And if I fuck with that type of shit, I, I might go do that shit with you too. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If not, whatever. You know and what it's like, crazy because I used to have like a lot of like random miscellaneous friends of right. mine, and you know, like my homeboys. You know, they were all the cool kids, and they're like, "Man, why are you hanging out with these lames, these goofy mugs?" And you know, in the end, once you know, when when life runs its course 
worse. You know, in the end, like all them guys that were criticizing and, you know, they I thought they were my bros, my dogs and all that. Like that shit went sour with them. Oh, yeah. And all these people that they call lame and goofy, like they were the most loyal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They were the most supportive, bro. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and I'm glad that I stayed real to myself, true to myself, true to my word and true to, you know, just people in general. I mean, bro. people that judge really just got their own insecurities, if you ask me. You know what I mean? Like. That's that's what it boils down to. You know what I mean? They're probably just afraid to be themselves. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, hundred percent. I've run into uh, circumstances like that too. Like, like a lot of my friends, they're very into a lot of different shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't think if you looked at them, you're like, well, you wouldn't think they're into that type of shit. But like, they're really like big on. They know everything about politics, like nerd shit. Like, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, but you again. You look at them, you wouldn't think that, but they just—that's yeah. who they are, and that's what they like. They're cool with being that. You and know, even cool. nerds, and yeah, they embrace the term. They embrace nerd. that shit, like, man. Yeah, I'm a nerd. You yeah, know hell what I'm yeah, saying? I'm shit. I'm you not super that nerd. Old '80s movie nerd, the yeah, nerds. Yeah. That Revenge was of the a nerds hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Revenge of the Nerds. See, but that see, was so like funny. those movies were, t- and that's back then when they were trying to like, they were the heroes, really, for real. Mm-hmm. For real. if you watch those movies, they're the heroes. But it's just they, it's those eighties and nineties movies always had it like the the jocks were like the best thing to be and nerds weren't like it's like they try to like implement certain shit. Yeah. But now it's like kind of reversed because you know they were mean? always trying to show mind over matter. Like you might have yeah. the old bulk and muscle and all that, but, but it's really the mind that, exactly, that yep. controls everything. Man, Revenge know? of the Nerds is a classic movie. Man, I love that movie. <laughs> I know. I swear, yeah. I want to watch it now. Yeah, I'll probably end up watching that too. <laughs> I just watched um. Which which kind of falls in line with what we're talking about. It wasn't the best movie, but I watched this movie called Senior Year on Netflix, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a girl that she was a teenager in 2002. She got she did a she was a cheerleader. She fell into the uh, into a coma and woke up 20 years later. Wow! So basically, she's 37, still thinking she's 17, and she's trying to finish school. And like the school is way different mm-hmm. from what it was in t- 2022. Yeah. I mean, 2002. Yeah. You know, now the kids are more like open with how they how they are and she's just like trying to adjust trying to figure things out like she don't know shit about social media nothing you know what i mean like you know they're saying you know they're telling her oh you can't say this word you can't say that word because you know they're more uh socially conscious of like what's mm. going on but it was it was like made me think that damn like it's crazy you say yeah. that because i went to prison in 2002 oh shit, and okay. got out in 2019 17 years but, later, okay yeah and so, it was like the same fucking scenario yeah, right. you know i mean shit yeah yeah like it's 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 a little bit of an adjustment for sure but once you start if you're you know grew up in that everybody kind of like was trying to teach her what what to do what to say and what like how to act and her in her mind she's like no this is still 2022 and her mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was a good movie though it it, it it kind of like it wasn't it was a typical like you know cheerleaders and jocks are cool at first that's what she thought you know mm-hmm. now she started to realize like it's not like that anymore you know mm-hmm. what I mean? which is it was it was a dope little movie i guess it wasn't like i wouldn't go say it's a five-star movie and go out and right watch it right <laughs> now but you know it, it falls in line with what we're talking about so are you equipped to shoot a movie like to make a movie now i am um i Honestly, the first man, I should have. Uh, I figure. I mean, you do these excellent videos. I appreciate and, that. Thank you. You know, uh, you know. Shout out to my man Noor at uh, Furniture World. You just shot that commercial for, yeah, for him sure. in Hell Spanish. Yeah. You know, so they can you know connect with our community and get our people over there. You know, so shout out to you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. But um, definitely, man. I just I see the work that you do, and I'm like, this brother can do an actual movie. You know what I'm and, saying? You know the first thing I. I I probably I've been thinking about this. It's been heavy on my mind. Um, the first project I've ever worked on was a movie. 
It was like a lot. Of, it was a zombie movie, actually. You know, mm -hmm. it was. I was like heavy on like it's gotta be gory and it's gotta be like this and you know I didn't know shit like I didn't know anything about filming nothing besides whatever I tried to learn on the internet or like you know whatever I thought I knew from watching movies because I watch a hell out of a lot of movies but um I when I put it out I I just did it with my friends man like we mm -hmm. didn't know none of us knew shit you know like we didn't know nothing but now I feel like if I did a movie with the equipment I have and the, and like the resources I have and the friends I have that are more knowledgeable oh man i think i'd kill it you know um i you know i really wish that more of our, you know our local people including yourself were connected to uh you know the making of the bmf series you know what i'm saying like, oh yeah this stuff's going on right we, in our hood we in our about, look, hold on. and i'm like shit you know man you know how many people have stories like that are from southwest mm -hmm. that are that were like the bmf type you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. we can make our own i don't see why we can't you know what i'm yeah. saying like, well look at mcgraw ave look yeah. at them boys they they so doing their thing they got their own see i just Season it's crazy up, i've been yeah. hearing about it for a while but like i said i don't explore too much with right. you know I'm still learning how to turn the TV on and all that stuff. I mean, it's crazy, bro. But, you know, I just watched it and I was like, holy smokes, these guys are like really doing their thing. Mm -hmm. These guys are really producing and doing all the directing and all that. Cino. Those are my boys, man. And so I'm I'm, I'm going to reach out to them soon because I want to have them on yeah, my podcast sure. as well. But, um, you know, I just feel like, bro, like, you know, you're a household name and I just feel like when big projects like that are going on, you know, in the city and more so even in our community, in our neighborhoods, I'm like, shit, we need to be included in that. Yeah. You know and, I mean? and my boy Carlos was actually the cinematographer um, on that on on the series. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. And they were filming like pretty basically around the corner of uh, most of it was filmed around the corner from where I where I live in Southwest over there on Roger Street. So, mm -hmm. um I was over there a lot when my boy Carlos was like doing the, like the work on it, and it was just dope to see, man. Like they're they're real cool people. Uh, uh, I I I like the fact that they're doing it and it's about Southwest. You know what I'm saying? So, but like I said, it's like one of those things that you know we have the resources now to tell stories. You get what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. technology is helped is helping so much that we can tell stories of, you know, we can tell a story about your life or people that you may have known, you know, know. things been, like that. You know what I'm saying? I've like, been hey, telling man. Emilio, I want to do a documentary, yeah, bro. He, he mentioned you it know? to me. Yeah, I for really sure. want to do it. I'm really excited about about doing it, and I would love to do that. You know, with you brothers, man. You know? I mean, I, I told him I, 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 we know. need BMF and we need Fifty Cent to make us a plate, man. We trying to eat too, <laughs> or you know or saying? we could just build a table ourselves and make our own plate. <laughs> you know? I like that. You know what yeah, I mean? like, no hey, doubt why, about why it. Why not? I mean, we like I said, we have the talent and we have the resources to do it. So uh, let's mm -hmm. let's make our own show. So think, what I gets think. us there? Is it the money? Is it the connection? Is it the well, plug? Is it you know? I feel like if probably at, if you were to do it now, I would probably say just the resources and and probably I mean money helps but i feel like if you just talk to the people and depending what type of story we're, we're trying to tell we can get a lot of stuff done just off the fact that people know each other you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i feel like that's probably what helped a lot with the first season because when i talked to t he said it was so hard because he was by himself doing a lot of stuff not not all completely alone but mm -hmm. the crew was a lot smaller you know what i mean yeah so it was just like them doing so much because he's used to doing films and it's like with the series it's like you're doing mini films every for like you know eight episodes or ten episodes mm -hmm. you know so it's just like 
he said season two was a lot easier for them because the crew expanded and everything else. So it's like now that they the the show became popular, the resources became more. You know, when it's, when, like, when I say resources, I mean like people that want to help, money, all that other stuff. So I feel like if we told a story in a show in a show. And if we consolidated to like, all right, we're gonna do five episodes, like a mini series about this and this and that, and made it good enough where it's like people want to watch it, then the resources and everything will come. You know what I mean? But that would be man, dope. Bro. I'm telling you, it's very possible. We can make it happen. Yeah, bro. we can 100 make it happen. Yeah, I think. No hey, doubt. see, you heard it here first. We're gonna make yeah, it happen. Yeah, no doubt. I I want to be a part of it, bro. You Let's know do. What I'm I think saying? we should do it. There's a lot of stories. Every I talked to some family members about certain stuff and about stories and shit. Because you know, when I first started doing this, it wasn't like. You know what the whole typical Mexican shit? They want you to work and do all this other shit. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, so it's like, so they don't quite understand like, oh, like the route you want to take, and like they're like, what creative being creative? What the fuck? Like, like that's just a hobby. That's not. Yeah, I mean, my my parents were like that, but they were still like, hey, do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, plus I was already out the house by that time I even started doing this. But you know, once they started seeing it and seeing like the impact that was having, you know. My dad came around like, man, I gotta tell you some stories and blah blah blah. You should make it into a, to a, a movie. And I'm like, fuck, shit. You, I'm ready to hear this shit because mm-hmm. you know my dad's the type that doesn't really talk about a lot of things. You know, like you know nothing from his past at least. So it's just like kind of cool to hear. Like, man, I'm pretty sure I can hear some, get some cool shit to start a little movie or something out of this. So yeah, I man. I mean, you know, I think there's a lot of stories that haven't been told in Detroit, especially from Southwest, because. You know, we have a community, we are a Hispanic community, you know, so mm-hmm. it's just like somebody's parent or somebody has stories that they haven't told nobody that could that could be, like I said, names can be changed. And I think a lot of people always are afraid that they don't want people to know it's about them. You I'm are like, absolutely right. You can right. change the name. You could be, you could be about me and be like, no, nah, you just change his name to, you know, Jorge or some yeah. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we were know, taught, like, you know, not to share things. Yeah, not, for sure, 100%. You don't talk about things, yeah. you know, and stuff and things and stuff. Yeah, you know? 100%. So, you know, it's nice. And and that was my whole mission when I created the podcast was to document the stories of the people because, you know, when you think of history, you know, and the history books and all they are is documentations of people and tribes and different, you know, mm-hmm. communities, different areas of the world, you know what I mean? And And I'm like, I feel like that's what, my podcast does is you know i want to break down the barriers and build all the bridges to do away with discrimination racism criticism biasness all these types of things because people have a stigma about us and our people you know what i'm saying and they need to know what it's easy to judge people without knowing who they are what they actually been through you know like we've survived things that most people would have already you know hung themselves over or you know or would have fell victim to you know i'm not saying that we're all perfect but at the same time we have come a long ways, you know what oh, I'm saying? I agree 100%. And, and we are doing so good, you know, and I'm so proud of my community. I'm so proud of my people, and I'm just, you know, I'm just happy to be a part of it and to be a contributor to it. Man, and like you said, you hit the nail, you hit the nail on the head right there because, again, it's just most people wouldn't survive what, what a lot of people, like, in our community have probably been through or, or what our parents have been through, you know, the stuff, the sacrifices they made. Like, I mean, I never talked about it. So almost it's the first time I'm probably saying ever in public, but like when I was like 18, I almost got, I almost got, uh, deported. Cause I'm not, I wasn't born here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Thankfully I was able to get a lawyer and all that other stuff and then everything got situated or whatever. But 
like it was scary for me because I'm like, damn man, what the fuck? I'm like, man, like you never, I never in a million years thought like I'll be going through this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, it, it taught me a lot, and I, I actually got to see a different side of, uh, I wouldn't, I don't want to say the world, but like a different society. side, society. There you go, mm-hmm. a different face of it. And I'm like, damn, like this is, this is what it the feels like. This is the, oh yeah, they treat the you they horrible, bro. They, hundred percent horrible. They, they treat you like shit. But and I got, a, lot I got will, a lot of them will say, well, why don't you just do it the right way? Why don't you just go get your papers? And, man, they charge thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, and then a lot of times, like, who got a, that kind of money? I was a for? baby. Like, like I, I'm going to make the short story as short as possible. But, like, I was a kid when I came here. So I, it's not like I had a choice. But I grew up here and, like, with the culture here. But, you know, my parents were trying. They were already trying to... Um, um, get put you know put had the process you know go and you know put me through the through the process or whatever so i wasn't ready in there but some circumstances happened and and then you know i wasn't i was in the detention center and i wasn't even there for that long for i was only there for a weekend but it was enough for me to see like damn like this is crazy to me right now you know what i mean and the good thing is like it was one of those like pivotal points in my life where i'm like all right I can see what how things are happening. I can see how they treat us and shit like that. And then it make me hate anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was like, oh man, fuck America. You know what I'm saying? But it made me like open my eyes to certain shit that I was probably oblivious to before. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, damn, like, like it was one of those things that really opened my eyes and really put a new perspective on what I wanted to do and what I wanted to do with my life and shit. Like, but yeah, man, it definitely it, it was definitely like some heartbreaking shit to me because i'm like damn this is this is all i know for real you know what i mean like and now they're trying to send me to a spot i really don't know for real like with family that i don't have you know what i mean like that's what they I know it's like, a lot know? of homies that i know that grew up here in the state mm-hmm. been here like your story similar been here since they were kids grew up here ended up in prison doing a crime and now when they get out of prison and get released they're deporting them straight back to yeah, mexico it's crazy. and they're like i don't even know i haven't been there since i was five right for you sure 100 and their whole life is here family and everything so i have to you know go back to albania or cambodia or wherever you know all these there brothers a, are from and it's like they're starting a, a whole life all over there was a kid that was albanian there and his they took they came to his crib and they took his family his mom his dad own businesses they, yeah i'm telling you they're man, like they separated. productive members he of the literally community. told me this kid was like 18 he's like man they, they came and separated my whole family i think i was uh i was about 22 at the time so like yeah they came and like it was a crazy thing man like i was just like it, it hurts my heart bro because like you know before i went to prison i had uncles aunts you know everybody cousins and all that that were here you know they were from mexico mm-hmm. and when i came home my aunts were deported my uncles were deported Damn, crazy. all my cousins were left here to fend for themselves you know what i'm saying and and uh you know it's just like you know how imagine that imagine right. if you had to be a child and you both your parents are deported and, and you gotta grow up fast you know, what I'm you know yeah and you don't know who's gonna guide you or misguide you or help you or hurt you or whatever it may be you know and then the thing is like uh, when people say like oh you should do the right thing and do it the right way like people try man like people don't understand it's not easy like in like, mexico they're not making no money i don't yeah. care they're working twice as hard as we are here and they're making less than half you right. know what i'm saying way that, less than half way less than half <laughs> for sure yeah, bro hell yeah and it's like I hate, I hate when people say that type of shit too because it's like you want to just like beat the shit out of them <laughs> like i'm like bro <laughs> shut the fuck up because like people don't understand like how how privileged they are for real you know what i'm saying like how mm-hmm. like easy they have it because you know and there's people out here busting their ass to have the lifestyle 
that you're taking advantage of. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? But I feel like hopefully that that I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna change, and I hope it does, man. But it sucks that people have to go through that shit because it's not easy, man. Like you said, like people, there's stuff that people have gone through um, that other people probably would have just like said, fuck this and give up on life. And they don't, they just keep fighting. They keep doing what they're doing and just keep living their life. Like they, like nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta, yeah. report, you gotta respect that kind of mentality because most people break easily over shit like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. not easy. It's not easy at all. Every day living with that, you know, trying to give your family and your kids a better life. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, where you come from is is now it's like there's war in this country and there's like, you know, all kinds of crazy shit going on. There's corruption everywhere. You know what I mean? It's like it's fucking terrible in other places. I know the other day I was at a, a taco truck called uh, Antojitos mm-hmm. and I think it's over there on Wabash and Bagley. Yeah, it's just so good. And uh, very good, bro. But I didn't even I looked over and just happened to see a Border Patrol car like ducked off in the bushes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like just you know, ready to ambush, you know what I'm saying? Regular yeah. working people, people are stopping by to get lunch, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you know, you got, like you said, your parents, they're working hard to, you know, create a better life for themselves, for you guys and all that. And then you got these guys who are like, you know, we're trying to, and you I know. Get there. I get it, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's they're saying like, being illegal is a crime, you know, but nobody's you know we're not here you know they look at they look at us like we're we're murderers or some stupid shit and i fucking hate it bro like it, it pisses me off it ain't mexicans like, shooting up the schools you know what i'm saying hell uh, the fuck no it's not you know killing hell 20 no, 30 people and blowing shit up like no, it, you know it's not but you know it is what it is bro because you know from hundreds to thousands of years ago, bro, our people been going through the trenches, have been discriminated against, and have just been slaves and have enslaved. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, we just keep on moving forward, bro. Yeah, that's all we you can know. do. That's all you can do for real. Yep, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, I never man. thought I would say that story ever. <laughs> well, I'm glad hey, you man, shared it you right know? here on the El Nino podcast. Hey, first time. <laughs> so um so what got you into like you know filming and stuff like that and you know i was recently uh you know i got a little 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 piece into the uh oba roland and um the Sada baby video, yeah, video was i was really excited for that you know but shout out to banshee kid you know over there on vanderbilt it was you know his neighborhood and uh you know i was i was geeked bro you know i was excited yeah, everybody about had a good time for the opportunity you, and you know and to see everybody in the neighborhood like being in it and be represented mm-hmm. the right way, bro. Like, what's the song called? Hot 107.5? Yes, it's called uh, Hot 107.5. Yeah, like the radio station. Which, yeah. I don't know what why that title was that, but hey, Oba has his reasons for, for everything. But um, Yeah, and they was fooling. They had me laughing, bro. Yeah, oh, Sada, yeah. Sada is a silly dude, man. Yeah, good. And he's like, the whole day was good energy, man. And my biggest thing with, because Oba's, me and Oba have been talking about doing that video for a while, actually. Because the song is really like three years old. Is it? Yeah, it's, you know, Dang. but then, when we were talking about doing it, it was like a lot of like uh, scheduling conflict with Sada, and then the coronavirus happened, and it's like you know a lot of shit got delayed. But mm-hmm. you know he had approached me approached me about it again, and he wanted to actually shoot it in Cali, and I'm like, bro, why 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 we would go to Cali for that? He's like, what do you mean? I was like. He said, they got lowriders and shit. I'm like, bro, I can get that shit here. What are you talking about? Yeah, no you know doubt. I mean? So I'm like, so I'm like, look, I got you. Like, just tell me the day and I'm going to put it together. So we did. And it came, it came and together. And you nice. did. It came together. Man, I like, and like, you shout out Banshee Kid. And like, they helped me. I told, I called him like, because. Uh, Hustling. You know? I'm like, I, 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 all of them. I was like, bro, I need, I, you know, put the word out for me. Because it was going to be hard for me. Because I was also shooting 
two more videos that same week and I'm like fuck it's gonna be hard for me to put all this shit together and and it get it not get it I don't want to mess this up you know so they they put the Emilio helped me put the word out Banshee yeah. helped me put the word out my boy Benny helped me put the word out with the low riders and then mm -hmm. you know everybody kind of just like reached out to their people and it was just like I said it was one of those things that kind of made it work you know it was like it came together really really perfect and I was I was glad to see so many people there I mean that was my biggest thing I'm like damn what if nobody shows up or some shit you know man like, that thing was packed yeah it from, was packed as hell from the and, beginning uh, to the end we had a horse and everything yeah on the block. man you know what so funny. I was just talking about yeah, that the everything. horse shit I'm um, like that is so dope bro I was talking about it to somebody today and I I wasn't going to get the horse unless Sada was going to ride it, ride the horse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I told Oba, I'm like, look, Oba, make sure he, he he's cool with it. All right. A couple of days later, he's like, no, he's cool with it. I'm like, all right. And then I don't think he even asked him because I asked Sada, I'm like, hey, man, we're going to have you ride the horse. He's like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. I'm like, why? He's like, man, he's like, I don't want to fall off or whatever, get hurt. I'm like, yeah, that's a good reason, man. You don't want, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's, you know, he's got a lot of shit to do, and he already got the whole injury that he had to stain her like not too long ago with his finger or whatever. But so I, I, I felt where he was coming from. So I'm like, all right. So I'm like, dang, we got this horse for nothing. So we, I had to like do an audible and, and figure it out. You know what I mean? Because I, want, my whole thing was like, man, you know how iconic it would be to have Sada on a horse in some oh, place. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? But. It, and he know a little Spanish too. I was yeah, surprised. Yeah, for sure, he did, a little yeah, Spanish. Yeah. And he was like, he was like with the whole vibe, bro. Yeah, he it was. was dope. And it was, it's, it, before he got there, his management was like, "Oh, we only got an hour with him." But he stayed there the whole time, dude. He was just vibing. I was like, "What's up, bro? You want some tacos?" Yeah, and, he know. was with the shits, man. That's what I think. Once he got there and realized everything was smooth, and yeah. like everybody was, it was a good vibe. He just stuck, he stuck around and just like. You know, it was it was a dope experience, man. And, and they put it out the right time, right before Cinco de Mayo and shit. But you know, it was it was it was dope. But back to your initial question of me, how I got into it, I always wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like as a kid, like I liked photography and shit like that. Um, and I love movies. Like I have fond memories of going to movies with my parents and my dad. And my dad would <laughs> he was pay for one ticket. And then sneak us into another one. Once like <laughs> once that movie was over, he's like he would time it too. He would I figure think out all our parents. Yeah, did he would. Yeah, because we had I had a lot of siblings, man. So he's probably like, man, it's too expensive to do all this shit. Mm -hmm. So um, he would time it so he would know. All right, this movie starts at this time and it's two hours long. And he knew like what the previews and everything. So he just knew what time to go into what movie. And we wouldn't even know what other movie we watch, but we know every time we go to movies, we're, we're going to see two movies that day. So um, we and, do that and you guys are stuffing your own pockets with snacks. Man, and what we ain't paying all that money for the <laughs> concessions. And I mean, I love movies, man. Like I would sit there, and my mom used to make used to tell me I would burn the uh, the film and the cassette tapes because I would watch the same movie over oh, and over, for and over real? all the time. I would did you, though. Uh, did you guys ever go to like Wyoming drive-in? No, we always just go to like the movie theater, like back when mm. Lincoln Park was still open. And oh, shit like that, that yeah. was my favorite. Man, it's, spot, and it's man. crazy because like I drive by there and it's gone. I'm like, damn, man, like. Cause it was a lot closer to to the southwest, you know. Man, yeah. that was a legendary spot. Man. I know, we used to go there I love all that the time. place, bro. I went there for a long time. And I then, they, and then they opened NJR, uh, Harmony House. Remember oh, Harmony yeah, House? Oh yeah, by man. there too. My boy, KB Toy Store. We used to go there all the time. And then when they opened MJR, since it was like a bigger theater, mm -hmm. it sucks because that one shut that that one down because everybody was going to MJR. 
it was it was more theaters, you know. The I think the Lincoln Park one only had like eight or some shit, versus like Andrew had twenty, you know. So it's yeah. like it's a bigger theater, it's like cooler, it's new. Man, I came home, bro, and they had recliners, and I oh, was yeah, like, yeah. "What the? Oh my goodness! Man. I swear I couldn't stay awake." <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it is a lot harder. But I was away. like, "Hell no!" Like shit has evolved for, oh, for real, sure, bro. You know, I feel like I never even imagined no shit. I like went to that. one. Uh, actually. Me and Emilio and T Grizzly, we went we went to Miami. T took us to the movies, which was weird. <laughs> I was like, all right. He was like a big kid, man. He was cool as hell, but he was like, hey, man, I want to go to the movies. And we had to follow him wherever he went because we were with him. So we're like, all right. And I'm like, bet. I'm like, what a movie we're going to watch. I think it was either Creed 2 at the time that came out or mm -hmm. Aquaman. This is when, when the first Aquaman came out. Man, he wanted to see Aquaman. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to see that movie. I already saw it. So I'm like, man, whatever. So we went, and man, that theater was the best theater I've ever been to. Big ass screen, reclining seats, and it had a little tray for food. You could order burgers and all kinds of shit. And I was just like, bet, you know. That's and Sada sweet. was with us too, because that's a, at the time him and Sada were. He Sada had signed, uh, I mean, signed to T, but Sada was not with being at the movies. He wanted to go to the studio. He's kind of pissed. It was kind of funny though, because I'm like, we're all like excited to be at the movies. We're just like chilling with T Grizzly, and then we went. <laughs> I don't know where we went. But we went to some like NBA players' house. I forgot the dude's name. I'm not big into sports, but Amelia was hype. He was like, "Oh man, we're going to." He, Amelia would know who the guy is, but he was like, "Man, we're going to fucking so and so's house," and we just went to his crib casually, like it was like your homeboy's crib. But it's like, "Damn, what the fuck this dude lives?" In? And he went with us, but my ass fell asleep. I fell asleep <laughs> snoring, and Amelia was like trying to wake me up, and he's like, "Man," and then I guess the the the. The basketball player's wife was like, "Who the fuck is snoring?" <laughs> it was my. Ass. <laughs> I was done because I had to get a big ass burger. No. The movie was like two hours long. It was late as hell too. So I'm like, "Bro," but no, that was. Fun. But yeah, I mean, the theater, the experience has definitely evolved for sure. Oh and, yeah. You know. Do you know who uh, Hell of a Beach is? Oh yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. So hell I was yeah. just with him, like after the uh, after the Dwayne Taylor fight, we mm -hmm. end up running into him in the hallway in the casino. I'm like, "What's up, bro?" You know, yeah, he's cool people. I was man. like, "Can we, me and my people, get a flick with you?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "What y'all got going on?" We like, "Shit, you know, we don't know what's up with you." He's like, "Man, follow me, man." Yeah, we went to, society. We went to yeah. society, bro, and he 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 escorted us in there, got us in there with him. Oh, we end up getting a booth and some bottles, but it was just so dope, man. You know, because he was so down to earth. He was so oh, yeah. real. We was building. We was kicking. We were talking about family. We were talking about the future. I actually invited him to come on here. And he was like, yeah, I'll come whenever you're man, ready. Man, hell of a cool people, man. He's man, cool. and it come to find out that, uh, you know, his cousin is is one of my closest, you know, my man. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah he yeah, was yeah. like, man, you know, I was like, what? I was like, man. So he put him on FaceTime. He's like, that's small, my people. Fun. So we was just locked in. And it was just really dope for me and my family to be able to have that moment with him. Yeah, you know he was of us cool people he's always treating me with respect too whenever yeah. time i see him and shit like and, and then i didn't even know he was from southwest because he's like where y'all from we like shit southwest. Oh, i didn't know that either shit. yeah he like man i went to chatsy i went to munger i'm what? you know what i'm saying i'm like Damn, and then his cousins no off of liver noise and west warren and I, oh, i'm shit. like oh man that's, that's crazy well, bro. You know, that that side of southwest is really close to the west side so like mm -hmm. you know i can see why you know mm -hmm. um that that being true for sure Damn, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yep, me yeah, either. I, I was like, wow, like, for hey, real, man. I was like, you know, much love, you that's, know? Man, he's, that's cool people, man. He's cool people. Like, there's a lot of... I mean, there's a... Look, in, in this industry, there's a lot of fake shit, but there's a lot of real people, man, and I appreciate the, the ones that are real for sure because, like, mm -hmm. 
you know, it's 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 a rare commodity that you come across something that just like genuinely fucks with you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, so he's one of those guys for sure. When I see him, he just he just kicks it with you. He's like, "Hey man, what's going on?" He doesn't talk about like, "Oh, let's work." Because I always get that, "Man, let's work, let's work." And he's just like, "Man, what you been up to, man? I see you working. I'm proud of you." Da da da. And it's like, "Come have this drink. Come chill." Da da da. He's just cool people. Man. It was a very inspiring and empowering conversation. Like I said, bro, we were kicking it like we knew each other forever, bro. And right. then once we knew that I knew his cousin, like we were locked in. We were sharing pictures of our kids and our families, oh, and telling our stories. And it was just, it was a real life experience. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And when I told him what I do as a profession, as a youth mentor, and he was just all in. He's like, bro, I'm all about growth. I'm all about the youth. And, and you know, we talked about, you know, the music today, you know, the drill music. And, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, me being part of Ceasefire, you know, you know, we try to, uh, you know, stay connected to the community to to deter people from retaliation and killing. And, you know, because it's about to be summertime. Right. And, oh, yeah. and, you know, people are ready, you know, ready to kill. Man, you know man, what I'm and saying? And it's crazy, man. Everybody out here bloodthirsty, bro. You know what I mean? And, like we, we want to be outside. And we were like a lot of the music contributes to that. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately, sometimes. I mean, yeah, it does because like we have, there is always, hip-hop's always been about, like, competition and about, like, talking shit. So it's always been, like, that kind of, like, like stigma to it you know but no for sure people as soon as it gets hot like that first 80 degree day we mm-hmm. i was at the car wash and i looked over and there's some girls are just in traffic arguing i'm like bro it's sunny as fuck like yeah. go to the park do something yeah. man just Enjoy why life fighting, man? man what the hell like no bro i'm like we've been we've been cooped up in the house at these 70 i mean 40 degree weather and raining and shit and, and we're just coming out of pandemic so yeah. it's like people got to relearn how to socialize no, again because sure honestly bro we was just in frankenmuth and you know it's it's a very nice place so i guess you expect the people to be just as pleasant right. as the environment is but it wasn't that way bro we got a lot of rude people out there oh, service yeah. was bad and people were rude and i'm like damn bro like you know i come here thinking i'm in you know pleasantville right. you know what i'm saying and you no, got I people mean, talking sideways and just were not willing to help or and it was like man what is going on with even people? even when they started lifting restrictions like late last year people were still like kind of weird too like and i get it you you were cooped up in the house and all this other shit but i'm like bro like i hear people all, i hate people i hate people i'm like what is going on i, I, I said that though yeah. I, I said that because i i say that when i see people do some like like fucked up shit like, mm. man, why do people do that shit especially when i see that shit on the internet because you know the internet is so full of shit like i hate when <laughs> I when I see I'll see like some animal cruelty shit. And I'm like, bro, why do people fucking do that? That's when I'll say that shit. I'm like, why do people treat animals like that? Or you know what I'm saying? Or like other people like shit, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's like not it's not even that necessary. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I've said that. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> I only say that shit when I when I when people do some goofy shit. And I'm like, man, why the fuck? Why are people like this, bro? Like, I don't hate everybody. I just hate when people. I just hate <laughs> those specific motherfuckers that do goofy fucking shit. And, like, uh, always trying to be, like, hateful towards shit. Because it's like, bro, we got a short-ass life, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, why the fuck you got to be mad all the time? You know what I mean? Like, just be be happy. Go smoke some weed or some shit. Like, go go take a couple shots. You know what I mean? But people just get too crazy, bro. I want to enjoy, enjoy this summer. You know what I'm saying? I want to mm-hmm. be able to 
just look at life and shit and just, you know. So you're a father, right? No, no, I don't have no kids. No kids? No kids. Wow, man. damn, no, good no. for you, bro. <laughs> shit, <laughs> no, you no can kids. come and go as you please. Yeah, what I you got a want, dog. When you want, how you I want. I mean, I got a dog, I got to make sure he's That's great, like you know a saying? kid, honestly, he is a, man. I got man. a dog and two cats, and they're literally like kids. Yeah, I got to feed them, I got to let them out, I got to yeah, hug them. No, before I left, I was chilling at the crib. And he, I was sitting on the couch and shit, getting my shoes. And this motherfucker comes up, and he's a cane corso, so he's big. But he thinks he's a fucking chihuahua because he'll jump on the couch and like, and he'll do one of these big old like, baby. Huh? And he'll lay over right here, and I'm like, bro, or like, I'll try to put my shoes, and he'll go up to me, start licking me. I'm like, bro, not right now, man. I'm like, and you know, I wish I could bring him everywhere. I used to bring him everywhere when he was a puppy because mm-hmm. I had to because I couldn't leave him at home. I didn't want to, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot, you know. And they were like, bro, what do you feed him, bro? They're like mini. Dinosaur. No, for like sure. Okay, so this horse. So they're supposed to be eating. Well, from what I, I'm not a dog expert, so don't fucking quote me on shit. But, <laughs> um, from what I, from where I, I get his food at this place in Madison Heights, and um, I guess they're supposed to be eating like anywhere between like two to three percent of their body weight and shit. But this motherfucker can eat, man. Like he's like they're a man eater. He's shit. a fucking. He's like a hundred pounds. At least man, he's got to be a hundred. That's pounds. a whole person. Hey, no facts for sure. Uh, but I feed him like like raw meat and shit. But like where I get the shit, it's kind of like already like made for him and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll, I'll I'll go to like E and L and wash the meat and then cut it up and like this. I might I get this motherfucker some beef liver today. And he Damn. just fucking demolished that shit. Swallowed it, man. I was like, damn, bro, what the fuck? Like, but you know, like, and he's just like he's the most chill dog ever, though. Because I'll take him to a dog park. He loves being around other dogs. I like I said, I used to bring him around like the video shoots and. Man, video should be having 20 to 30 motherfuckers there. So he's just walking around, getting to know different people and shit. So he was being socialized. He's made a couple music videos. I swear I was going to ask you that. I was going to yeah, say man. if you ever put him in these yeah, videos. Yeah, because that would be dope. They were like, oh, can I put your dog? I'm like, go ahead, bro. Um, this guy from Inkster, uh, his name is, go, he goes by LOM Rudy. He uh, did some photos with him. He just hit me up. Yeah, Rudy's cool people. Yeah, bro. he yeah, just yeah, hit yeah, me yeah. up. Yeah, yeah from you should Inkster. have him up. He uh he just had some shit going on with him, but I'll let him tell his story if he comes on the show. But he, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's what he reached out for yeah, to yeah, get on. I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, he uh we did some photos when he, when Broly, my dog's name is Broly, when he was a puppy, and uh he's like, oh let me take a photo, and he actually made the photo, his album cover. So oh it's, wow! It's Broly's on there as with the with his chain on. And a bunch of money. Rudy's holding him and holding a bunch of money. And Broly's wearing his chain. He's a little puppy and shit. And so he's, oh, that's but yeah, so sweet. So, like, so he's going to be forever immortalized in, in that album cover for sure. That's so yeah. sweet. But no, he's man. definitely made a couple videos here and there and shit. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. cool. So if you could work with any artists, like are there any artists that you would like to work with that like, you haven't yet? Like like national artists? Like anybody in anybody, the world? Anybody, anybody. Shit, I have a laundry know? list of motherfuckers I want to work with. Um, and I mean, are they like music people? Are they are they just popular, famous, I mean, if I, if, or if, actors, actresses? If I if I were to do just if you just do music, I definitely want to work with like Bad Bunny, mm-hmm. um, because uh, <laughs> I have a big ass crush on her. Becky G's fine ass. Um, <laughs> Kanye West is my favorite artist, bro. I'm not gonna lie, a lot of people like be giving me shit, mm-hmm. but I'm like, man, that motherfucker's a genius, bro. Like whatever, whatever, hate him or love him, but I would love to work with him. Um, I've gotten a couple opportunities in the past to work with certain people, but I don't like to talk about it um, because it haven't happened, and I just don't want to be like, oh yeah. But uh, I definitely want to work with like Chris Brown. Um, That's sweet, yeah. Man, I, I, it's just I'm just trying to think of the top of my head right now. Like, 
I had to go through my phone for real, for real. Like <laughs> Kendrick Lamar would be a dope person to work with. I heard he's coming um, to Detroit soon. I too. hope so, man. Yeah, like, um, yeah. They Baby Keem, his cousin, uh, would be dope. Um, shit, man. man. Whoever wants to fucking work with me, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like you know the more the better I'm get. Eventually, somebody's gonna see some shit and be like, yo. So, do you reach out to them or do they reach out to you? How uh, do you how do you promote yourself? The, like, is there like an app? Or anything like people can look at your work, or just you know if they wanted to find the you. crazy thing is, is it um, word of mouth? Or? It's more word of mouth for sure. When mm. I was first started doing the music video stuff, my little brother was reaching out to people, and um, he I was getting turned down, bro. They were turning me down, like no, no, because like I wasn't shooting. See, Detroit's funny. They don't fuck with you unless you work with somebody you they know, right? You know, mm-hmm. so I, I didn't work with anybody they knew, so they weren't really fucking with it. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking like, oh man, it'd be perfect to you know, like this would be you know, I could build with y'all, but they weren't really with it. So once I got a chance to work with Ve- Ice War Vezo, uh, that's when everything kind of like start, started snowballing into like people and those same guys that were turning me down were like in my DM like, oh we gotta work, we gotta work, and like motherfucker. Like, nah, right. Man, you would have got it for free. You would have got it for free. Now you got to do it. Now you got to pay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope one day I get to meet Vezo, bro. He's cool people, bro. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Cool I, and I, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. You know, he's he's probably one of my... He's he is my favorite, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I, I fuck with Vez, bro. He is like, my favorite. I love his music. I love his whole swag. I love that he's from Detroit. I love the work he put in, bro. Like, I hope one day I could meet him and even get him on my podcast. That would be. Hey, dope. man. I, anything is possible. You know? I'm sure he'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after that, it was kind of like you just kind of steamroll, steam, uh, snowball into where I'm at right now. You know what I mean? And then like. My biggest thing was I always wanted to separate myself from the other guys that were shooting videos, and I always wanted to do more storyline and narrative stuff, and I felt like that was going to push me to a to a different per- place than what they were doing because I feel like a lot of guys were, you know, just doing the run and gun stuff, which is cool. I do them too, but I'm like, man, I, I want to take what I see from like Hype Williams and Director X, all these big names from like the past mm-hmm. to like to do that shit here with us because we got so much talent here why not do it so I think so do you use drones when you do your videos I do if they're necessary I'll do the drones I'm big on like what's necessary for the visual so yeah if it's mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use drones and so I'll do use... most people like artists when you shoot do they like just roll with your ideas or do they give you an idea what they want and then it's, you take run it's a mixture of both you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying like sometimes they're like oh what do you think we should do and I'll just give them an idea or sometimes like I think we should like what if we try to do this and then I'll come in and I'm like all right what's going to work and then make it work or, or sometimes they'll just have a whole idea and I'm like, shit, this is really good as it is. You know, let's, I'll just mm-hmm. put it together and make it work. So it's just, it's a combination of a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Cause they're, they're the ones that write the songs. So they already kind of know what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, it's literally a combination of everything, you know, but I like coming up with the idea for sure. I like, it's more fulfilling when I can come up with the idea and then, uh, put it together and then like boom now you got this video you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. damn like I put this together you know what I'm saying what part of the neighborhood did you grow up in bro uh, I grew up right there off uh, Central and Springwell oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. okay yeah. yeah I used to live like, right, right there you know where Central, and, Central and Whitaker you know where Fe- uh, the school Phoenix is at yeah, yeah I, lived, I, I used to I grew up right across the street from there I didn't go oh, there though. you know what yeah, you know what? Because I heard back in the days you used to throw a lot of house parties. Yeah, my what well, my brothers my, did. My brother Zoe was like, my brother Zoe said he knew who you were. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, and he was like, yeah, them boys used to throw some house parties <laughs> over there. So my, I did by, that by Evans mm-hmm. and uh, yep, Pershing yep. and all so that. So I yeah. threw the parties, and then my little brothers picked it up. 
for me afterwards. And they, there, there was two of them, so they knew way more people than I did. So their parties were probably bigger than my shits. But uh, um, yeah, that's why I grew up over there. Uh, I didn't go to I didn't go to Phoenix. I went to Clipper. Oh, okay. Yeah, my mom didn't want me to go to Phoenix for whatever reason. Like she's like, it's a bad school. I'm like, it's a fucking yeah. My shit. family, that's that shit. That's my old neighborhood, yeah. bro. Yeah, my, my, Senator, my dad still Whitaker, stays over there. The so. army, the gardener, yeah. just that whole neighborhood, bro. Yeah. Yeah, my dad still stays over there, so like uh, I be over there often and shit. So, yeah, that's my. Old I'm I'm there, just man. so amazed by the work that um, you know that people have put into their homes and mm-hmm. their properties. You know, I mean, literally, bro. I drive down, you know, because I do transportation for the kids, so I pick them up from school, I drop them off at home, and I go all through the neighborhood, bro. And they're literally like little mini mansions, bro. Yeah, for sure. And it looks so beautiful, dog. I'm like, man, it's so deep because you know Mexicans. That one thing they got is skill trade, dog. Oh, they man, do concrete, they do carpentry, so my, they do roofing. They my do. dad does concrete, so I know I, I fucking hate it, but uh, I know how to do this shit. <laughs> I know how to do that shit for sure. I used to, I used to work, I was, I was working. The cool thing is I had some, um, I had some really good foremans that were, uh, cool as fuck. Cause when I was working in a union, they were definitely, uh, very supportive of what I wanted. They were actually really like, stop doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause like mm-hmm. they want, I think they saw the potential and shit. So shout out to, uh, Juan and Paul, man. If you guys ever, if you guys watching this or you watch it later, <laughs> I think they will watch it cause they support a lot of the shit I do now. You That's know what I mean? Um, and they were very supportive, man. And then one day I was just like, you know what? I'm not coming back to this bitch. Like, and they're like, well, good luck. And if you don't, if you don't work out, come back to work. I'm like, bet. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, you know, it, it all worked out the way I wanted it to, and I didn't have to go back. But they still fuck with me. I fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one of my coworkers was at the video shoot at the side of shit. He was the one oh, with the bigger Cuban flag. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I, I kicked yeah. it with him. He pulled up in the yeah, truck. Yeah, Oh yeah, I said it go lie. Any mother, I was He's, like, you know, kicked it with. Man. I told him my he brothers, through, yeah. you know, were Cuban and stuff. So it was dope. Yeah, I love the diversity. We had the Mexican flag, Puerto Rican, the yeah, Cuban. Everything like, was there. We man. represent, and that's where I think we get so much of our strength from is from mm-hmm. our diversity, bro. You know what I mean? And I love it. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, and I got I got a lot of support from Southwest, man. I fuck, I I love it, dude. Like. Bro, if you can't get support from your own home, and yeah, your own that's people, true, bro. Man. You know, it's like, man, what are we doing? And, I, and the thing you is, know? so I always try to bring artists to. I mean, I've shot videos with with Vez and Southwest. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've shot videos with everybody that's like anybody big that I've worked with in Southwest for sure. I always try to bring them to Southwest to do some dope. shit. Yeah. T's been there on top of uh, Lopez tires. Fucking like, Vez has been there. I did shit with Rocky Bad there a few times. Like we've, I mean, Sada obviously. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. So actually, that's the second time I had Sada in Southwest. So the first time I worked with him, we shot some shit in my old crib off of uh, like uh, Springwells and Rathbone, mm-hmm. and then we shot over there by the oh my bad, we shot over there by the cemetery too. Like we're oh, riding okay. the cars around and shit. Milio helped me put that together too. So yeah, man, we we. I, I would like I, to get you one day to come over to the DHDC, maybe shoot a video yeah, there. Man, yeah. we got a lot I mean, of graffiti. Possible. We got a lot like, of. I'm you know, I might fuck around, use that green screen for something. That's shit, what man. I'm trying yeah. to tell you, man. When I saw that, I'm like. Hmm. Yeah, I could do something about this for sure. But listen, yeah. man, I really appreciate you coming, man. I appreciate you opening up, sharing your life, sharing your skills with everybody, man. And, uh, you know, I definitely look forward to, uh, you know, working with you in the future appreciate and you watching be- you work and, 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 you know, 
seeing your craft constantly evolve. Bro. Man, I appreciate you for having me. It was dope, man. It was dope as hell. No doubt, man. Much yeah. love to you. And thank you for everybody that tuned in, that watched, that shared, that subscribed, man. Thank you. We appreciate you. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm just putting it out there that I'm working on a um, sponsorship package right now. And I'm going to be putting that out. So I'm going to be knocking on doors to, you know, local businesses and people so they can support me and my podcast so I can grow and evolve. And, uh, you know, and I, I just want to see this podcast reaches full potential but you know at the end of the day it's you it's you that makes me and this show what it is so thank you i appreciate you this has been an episode of real everyday people part of the el nino podcast check out the el nino podcast live on facebook every monday night at 9 p.m eastern and for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.